Welcome to Deciphering Growth, the show that explores mental health from every angle. We bring you conversations with personal opinions, stories, and practical tips. We aim to break down the stigma and help you live your best life. So please sit back and let's dive in. Before we begin, we want to remind our listeners that this podcast represents the opinions of Tiffany Graves, Eric Stone, and the show's guests. The content here should not be used as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only, and please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. This podcast should not be in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing a standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis for expert witness testimony. There is no guarantee regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast. In no way does listening, reading, emailing, or interacting on social media with our content establish a doctor-patient relationship. So today we come together after the holiday crazy um, to talk a little bit about ADHD. Yes, which both Tiffany and I have. So we'll see how we do with this. <laughs> so whenever you hear the words ADHD, what is the first thing that comes to mind for you? I get nervous. <laughs> no, if it's in a personal setting, I'm nervous because I feel like I'm in the photo <laughs> and about where it's going to go. If it's with a client, uh, I get excited because I really do love um, doing that work with them. How about you, Tiffany? I think for me personally, frustration is something that comes to mind, um, particularly mm. in when I get clients who... I've been told or oh, over medicated because the ADHD is a problem they have. And I'm like, oh. let's let's back up. ADHD is not a problem. You just process things a whole hell of a lot different than everyone else. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it does seem like we're just not, I don't know. I feel like there's a spectrum here of like folks who didn't know they had ADHD and then they learned ways of adapting and managing it. And getting to adulthood uh, and then being like, oh my gosh, like that's, that's so surprising. And then there's the folks that have maybe like always known uh, that they have it and have maybe had treatment options. And, but I think what you're speaking to Tiffany is there are some folks that had this caught early, but that actually wasn't as helpful because they were overly medicated or had a very like disempowering therapy experience would be the way I could summarize it. What, what would you add? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would I add? That's a good question. I think a lot of the times I get individuals, um, I think the biggest thing I'm trying to figure out how to put it into words is just like a person who comes in and they're like, I have ADHD. I'm on medications. I still can't focus. I still can't do anything. Like mm. what the fuck is wrong with me? I need you to like fix me. I need you to help me like deal mm. with this. Like this is crazy. 
um and like there's a lot of self-blame of like i just can't do anything because like Mm. doing all the things um and for me it's like maybe it's not like uh maybe we need to stop stifling stifling like how your brain actually processes and works and you know gear it to use that to your advantage yeah i feel like it just kind of goes to like that internal wisdom and some folks just not being able to like trust it like where it's like almost this oh yeah that's that's great that's how you kind of process stuff but that's the wrong way like it's the wrong way to handle something the wrong way to achieve something and so like when we talk about ADHD it's like we're on that neurodiverse spectrum somewhere all of us are and then ADHD would be uh, a piece of it so uh, like even just Tiffany and I may both have ADHD but we also both don't do everything the same and that could be true for you listening you may not be the way uh, we present ourselves and that's okay Uh, I do think there's just a lot of different things, but I do think some folks, I'm, this may sound strange to say, but one of the things I've encountered is sometimes people who catch it earlier aren't always more successful because it's like, I think it can create some other issues with the way ADHD was air quotes treated or approached back maybe when like you and I were growing up, Tiffany, versus how it is today. Um, I because I don't want to stigmatize this and say, don't go to therapy as a kid, because it's not like we all need support and resources. But I think the old way of how ADHD is approached, sometimes it wasn't as helpful back in the day versus how it is, I think, maybe now. And back in the day, I mean, like 20 years ago, just to be specific. <laughs> Crazy to think that it's like so far away, but like so close. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, I, I can think of... um I can think of just faces and I'll keep it very zoomed out, but I, I can think of some of my clients that they, they, you know, they were so overly medicated. They didn't get the chance to develop other ways of dealing with it. And then when they got into adulthood and they wanted to change it for different reasons or symptoms, that was really difficult for them because they had had this almost not their entire life, but more, most of their life, they've had this uh, you know piece and medications are a beautiful, beautiful thing for a lot of people. It's just, you know, there's this balance of other things sometimes that we have to look at that whole perspective and definitely would do that with your doctor, your prescriber and a therapist, not just, you know, listening to this podcast and decide to do something. Yeah. So as we're diving into this topic, how would you define for our listeners what ADHD is? I I know what the DSM says. Uh, I think that that is a good place to to frame it um i i think and it's important to frame it this way i'm not trying to sidestep your question i love the age we are in where i can get any information at my fingertips and i can have social support in five minutes or less i can have a call i can have a video i can have a support to deal with a craving to drink or a panic attack and i think that is a beautiful beautiful thing but i have to frame it this way One of the things that I think is challenging is you could also go online and find support that you have any disorder that you would like to find support for online. And that can be very validating. Like we've said, some folks have not been diagnosed, but I think uh, folks, I think just even like myself, have this temptation, we're used to deciding um, for ourselves what that definition is. And so I think even I want to hold myself accountable to not give something 
that is not framed that way because I think that is so much a part of the problem is a lot of people are like oh I'm on this somewhere type thing yeah as you're talking about it um one of the things that came to mind for me whenever I think about defining ADHD is just the endless amounts of TikToks and how TikTok has erroneously and correctly like identified some uh, symptoms aspect of ADHD. Um, and that, since we're diving into it, like as we're defining what ADHD is and what it's not, um, how how would you lend caution to those that use mm. TikTok as a source of information and informative stuff? Um, I'm having this like mental image of like a meal and I almost feel like TikToks are like a tasting of something like a tasting of a dish and like when I say this I mean like a tasting of what it would be like to maybe explore this in a therapy session or with a doctor or doing an mm -hmm. assessment and that feels so validating and affirming to feel like I have um, like a space and there's a spot at the table for me um, but if you only did tasting like little tastings and that's all you did you'll be very hungry and it will not really be as helpful um, and so I think one of the things like that I have to remind my clients of all the time, because it's so hard, is awareness alone is not enough. Like we can be aware how much of an issue the holidays are um, and suicide and the ADHD is impacting your life. But if you have no way of what you're going to do with that or manage it, it's actually not helpful to know if you're not going to do something uh, with it. So, and I know Tiffany, like, we're both in this world. So I really want to hear what maybe you would say to folks like, what's your, what's your disclaimer to the, to a, I'm a fellow TikToker. I'm, I, I'm still going to get on TikTok today. I just won't use it to diagnose myself, but what what's your fellow advice to folks looking at mental health topics on TikTok? Yeah. Well, I just want to say, I love your, your metaphor. Like I was just imagining it. I was like, no, that's exactly what TikTok is. Like Every little video is just a nice little satiating bite of like, yes, this person gets me. Mm. But at the same time, thinking about it like in long terms of like, yeah, the person gets you, but like that can only like hold you for so much before you're like, okay, like I need to do something with this. Yeah. Um, That's a beautiful think, point. Yeah. <laughs> I think the biggest thing that I try to remind individuals who are on all forms of social media because I'm not I'm not a super big TikToker um is that making sure when you find something that's validating um to also make sure you're adding a little bit of salt if we're following your metaphor and looking at dishes um it's very easy to to consume media and be like oh this is great this is awesome and then later on figure out like, well, maybe that wasn't 100% accurate. So trust trying to remember that like while the internet is full of good things and bad things and neutral things, yeah. we want to make sure we're erring on the side of caution not to assume that everything we consume is satiating. I think that's really beautiful and I think very accurate. And it's just, we do just need to be careful. There's just a lot of junk out there. Um, and we can, we're just, we're, we're all faulty. Like all of us are. I, I want to find things that confirm what I'm leaning towards, that my cults are going to win the Super Bowl, that I'm a really wonderful human being, even if there's maybe evidence that the cults aren't going to win the Super Bowl 
or that I'm maybe not always a wonderful human being. Like, so I think it's just something like, I think it comes up a lot with this, not just because of my algorithm or our client's algorithms, but there's just so much out there. Um, And so I just really throw this out that like, we all may see traits or tendencies in any of the mental health diagnoses. That does not mean that we have them. Uh, This is something in a counseling or social work program. They warn you about like very thoroughly, like do not self-diagnose yourself. Do not self-diagnose. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I got it. Like who's, who, who, what idiot's doing that? And then you start reading and you're like, oh my God, I think I got eight of these. And you know, sometimes maybe you do, like you could have some, but very often it's just for all, seeing ourselves in things which is a human a part of the human experience and so definitely not saying hey don't don't have empathy while you're listening to this podcast but um please don't hear that maybe you get distracted sometimes and think that's what it means to have adhd and you have adhd like that's not what this is about today i um i will feel like we've failed if that's what happens someone listens they're like oh i had a hard time focusing um the day after new year's because it's a work day oh man, I must have ADHD. It's like, no, bro, you just like vacation and are getting back into the grind. That's not ADHD. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, and I think that's an excellent point, you know, um, to focus on is um, what we're covering in podcasts are very uh, general statements. They're not meant to be used as medical advice um we're not we are not trying to diagnose you we're not encouraging you to self-diagnose um we're all guilty of doing it we all google shit when we're Mm -hmm. feeling sick um but just making sure that like if you do have a concern reach out to a therapist you know or if you don't feel comfortable with a therapist your doctor or someone that has Mm -hmm. the capacity to explore that with you so that you can find answers as opposed to going out and making assumptions about what yeah. may or may not be happening for you. Yeah, it's almost just like, I just picture it. Don't just go keep looking until you find the answer you get. I don't know. Like there are times when maybe people have been misdiagnosed and like that's definitely a thing. But I think if you're just searching for a specific answer and that's what you're looking for, that could be very dangerous uh, and you could maybe not be getting the best care in a very general sense if you're just looking for someone to say yeah this is this is it yep um yep swipe swipe here please so just i just really encourage caution just because i think um you know we all need things and i could see if you're feeling very lonely or desperate for a solution how this could maybe be a problem like i need this diagnosis i need to figure this out um so what would you say is the biggest myth tiffany on ADHD, like living with ADHD, what clients are coming in with, like when they have ADHD, but a myth that they think about this? I don't know if this would run true for all of the individuals I've encountered that have ADHD, but I think one that I commonly comes to mind for me is that if you have ADHD, you're unproductive. Um, Wow. Yeah. Like you're, you're going to be less of a quality worker. Because you have ADHD. Yeah. And that's bullshit. Like, there are so many individuals that have ADHD. They're on the ADHD spectrum. um, And they crush it more so than, like, some of us sometimes we're not crushing it. (laughs) Yeah, it's a different way of approaching the world and challenges and 
different stimulus with a different maybe response. Um, I think just, I realized I sidestepped your question and I feel like I'm going to get a message and I'd be like, Hey, you never answered the question, but uh, we would define ADHD with the DSM five, which is inattention, six or more symptoms of inattention for children up to age 16 or five or more for adolescents age 17 and older. Adult symptoms of inattention have to be present for at least six months. I won't just read the whole DSM because you can probably Google uh, the other symptoms or hyperactivity and impulsivity. Six or more symptoms of hyper inactivity, impulsivity for children up to age 16, five or more for adolescents age 17 and older, um, and adults, uh, again, present for at least six months. So there are different presentations, but typically those that they're in that range, hyperactivity, impulsivity, and attention. Uh, so I think that's important just to know how we're defining it, because I that's where I think some TikToks are just ridiculously stupid, but they sound so good on the surface. It's like, hey, if you're someone that gets confused and forgets, you probably have ADHD. And it, it sometimes it literally said that way. I know we can be clever with memes and it's, I think, very misleading and uh, uh, just not helpful because it's like you could just have had a lot of stress going on or you just forgot. Like we all probably do certain things, but that doesn't mean that we have a full blown diagnosis of ADHD. Yeah. Or something else that came to mind, like when you we're talking about that TikTok message of like you could you could be stuck in a trauma state. Individuals that have trauma um have memory and concentration issues. People with anxiety have memory and concentration issues. It could just be so much complexities that are happening if you're constantly uh, forgetting things. It does remind me a lot of the trauma conversations we've been having. Uh, because I do think you could have a trigger and people are like, well, I think I have PTSD because I have triggers sometimes and it's a hard time and I miss people I've lost, which that is super important and relevant and also doesn't mean necessarily you have PTSD. Those could be parts of something that leads to PTSD. Um, but I think also too, um, there's just a huge problem with mental health in general and the stigma around it. And so I think sometimes this is just, I'm sure there's a lot more elegant ways that out there on this, but I think we chase a diagnosis because a diagnosis means validation. So then I, I, I know I have this diagnosis of ADHD. I'm not lazy. Here's my, you know, this is my diagnosis. And now it's real kind of thing, but truly whatever symptoms you have with your mental health, they're just as real before, after, during a therapy session like that, you know, it can feel very validating, very important, but you know, the DSM, we're trying to put a label on a group of symptoms to help take care of something and make um, growth. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, and that's, that's, I think a huge problem that like mental health really in general, I don't think this is just the United States issues, but it's like, there's so much stigma. Um, and I think we, we kind of just, it's, it's not real. Like what we see on social media sometimes and how we talk about it, not to go too far off, but I think, there's just a lot of complexities, I think, here. Yeah. Um, so something that kind of I'm interested in from your perspective and what you might see um, in your line of work is how common is ADHD walk through your doors as a diagnosis? And how often do you find that it either correctly or in incorrectly been diagnosed? I think more often than not, it's self-diagnosis. I think 80, 
percent of the time. To have a formal ADHD diagnosis, you're supposed to go through like psychological testing and meet with like a doctor and like uh, or some very high level. Um, it it's not something you can just diagnose like at a, like with a very like just initial conversation. Like you know, so if someone's coming in private practice, like you, I really can't diagnose that in an hour or something. It's like supposed to be a process. We can make a referral. Um, because, you know, there are other not so um, genuine reasons one could want a certain diagnosis that it has the access to prescription medications that are stimulants. So unfortunately, that is a problem for some of the folks who are legitimately trying to get an ADHD diagnosis to explore their journey, uh, is there are so many folks not doing that for that reason. They are wanting legal access to um, controlled substances, which... I fault no one for trying to survive, but that is where a lot of, uh, there's a lot of conflict, I think, right now in the more the prescriber side of this, that they're just getting in it flooded with people wanting that diagnosis so that they can go somewhere else and then get like the medications they would like kind of thing. Yeah. Speaking of medications, um, I have noticed that some of the individuals that I work with that have the ADHD formal diagnosis um, have expressed concerns that medication is really hard to come by lately. Um, yes, there's been a shortage of a lot of uh, controlled substances here lately, um, like where people are running out, which then poses problems if like you're feeling withdrawal symptoms. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. you're you're right on, Tiffany. You're right on. Um, which is not to discourage people from doing medications or chasing this path. Um, I just, I maybe throw this out that doctors are not trying to all be jerks and invalidate you. Unfortunately, there are people taking very legitimate concerns of why people are coming in to get help and trying to misuse that for their own needs. And I, again, I don't fault anyone for surviving. I don't fault people for being upset. Don't fault doctors or prescribers from feeling annoyed that that's, um, so it's like, really, it's just, that's the unfortunate state of things right now until maybe there's a better way. Um, but I'm curious, what else do you see, Tiffany, with medications and maybe your clients coming in working on ADHD-like symptoms? I think a lot of just frustration with medications, too. Like, there's individuals who, who are, you know, they function very well on your typical Ritalin, Adderall medications, but there's also individuals who are like, yeah, I don't feel comfortable taking stimulants. So they take the non-stimulant route. Mm-hmm. Um, and in both routes, like individuals are able to find things that work for them. But just that frustrating, like mm-hmm. throwing medicine at a wall until you find something that sticks. Yeah. Um, getting really frustrated. There's a lot of working through medication frustrations, you know, sometimes a shortage of medications. Um I've had individuals who went three to six months where they just can't get medication and that's extremely frustrating. Mm. Um, so it can be, I I don't think this is your typical atmosphere for individuals with ADHD, um, but I'm also not like in the medication pharmacy realm. So I don't know like how long this kind of weird lingo might last but it is something to think about that there might be some frustrations in that realm of like figuring out the type of medication the accessibility of medication um yeah and make 
you have a great support in place like as you're going through that process yeah and I love that you're saying it's a process because it is a process um same for therapy same for finding out um like realizations on this um I do think it's a process they do have things that you can take like um you know like a little bit of your DNA and then like they can run it and see what medications may work best with your metabolism it's a very personalized thing which can be helpful for some people to maybe avoid some of those med trials for themselves and mm-hmm. get to a place, but um, not everyone wants to do that necessarily or is able to do that, but that's something that some folks are able to do. Um, something else I just want to throw out there, yeah. like as we're talking about medications, there is no, we're not trying to push you to be on medications if you have ADHD. There are individuals who are able to manage their ADHD while unmedicated. Um, it really comes down to talking with your trusted provider to see what path works best for you. Yeah. So no shame if you're out there and you're like, I'm killing it and I'm not on medication. Yeah. It's like, awesome. It's a, I think this is one, even if it doesn't apply to you, it's helpful to know because unfortunately this conversation has not had enough where we can just talk about medications and our options. And I'm sure Tiffany have had the same thing that our colleagues will talk about too, that their clients are so scared to talk to their prescribers about medications because they're afraid if they say, oh, this isn't really working, they'll be labeled as like med seeking. And it's like, that's not always the case. Um, you know, um, I mean, if every time you went to your doctor, you're like, I need more Vicodin, like, well, you're probably going to need to explore that a little bit more with them before you just come in like that because um not not the best uh way to go but yeah we're just we're just wanting you to have information that is maybe harder to find and not um being had so yes you do not have to do medications at all it's just at a certain level most folks do use medications if it's really impacting their day-to-day life which is why we are taking um as much time as we can within our scope to just talk about the information we have seen um with our clients um what other myths or maybe challenges do you see tiffany maybe just maybe for a person who's coming into therapy uh with adhd like Uh, symptoms i don't know if i'd classify this as a myth or just like a misinformation potentially but people giving me reasons or causations for their adhd Mm. interesting like oh well played a lot of soccer as a kid so you know that may be it or something like that yeah or or the one that I'm gonna throw my partner under the bus if he hears this hopefully he doesn't hate me but like (laughs) he has three screens on his computer he'll be playing a video game watching YouTube and listening to something else on another screen and when he's not doing all that at one time he's like I have ADHD I can't focus and I'm like Listening and overstimulating your brain does not cause ADHD. Well, your brain is just using way too much stimulation at the same time. I feel called out, even though you're talking about someone else. I'm like, um, seems like maybe it's time for me to to go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, I I think that's fair. And maybe this is a pet peeve of mine, so I'm just going to own it. But a diagnosis for mental health is not like a get out of jail free card or a path to just do whatever you want. And if you want to do things to yourself, like that's your business. And I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life, but 
like if you show up to target and someone is being a little loud and it's a normal hours like i'm just you know you know that's not that's not maybe their problem you know if they're not intentionally trying to hurt you type thing and so this is where i think that we've gone I don't know, I just think it's a very interesting moment in time where it's like, oh, it's everyone else's fault. It's like, well, you know, unfortunately, like we have the world and there's all types of things. I know some stores do have the more uh, like sensitivity hours where you can go and it's just like quiet, like lights are dim. And that's that's great. Maybe that's an option to take. But I think we've, I think we should all be as inclusive as we can. I just think sometimes we take this too far. So for example, like you're justified to not that you've done this. But like, I'm justified to flip out on my partner because I got overstimulated. And because I'm overstimulated, I can say, do or be whatever I want to be because, hey, I have this diagnosis. It's like, that's not how life works. I don't get to do that. Um, I don't get to do that in a session or at my job and neither do my clients. So again, I and I, I think we understand this, but I think in the moment, feelings can just say very strong, definitive things that do not match up with reality. So I'm calling myself out as much as I am. Just if you're feeling caught out, I'm calling myself out that I think this is a challenge that we uh, that can happen with the, this disorder, I think a little bit more than some of the others. Yeah, yeah, I won't lie. I definitely feel a little called out because um, rationally, I know I cannot control any of the chemical responses that happens in my brain because they mm. happen so quickly that that just happens. But at the same time, I'm sitting here going, there are plenty of times when I've inappropriately just been like, I'm angry and I'm allowed to be angry. <laughs> yeah. And that's maybe another thing. I think it reminds me of what you're saying, Tiffany. It's like, this you're not going to be perfect. This isn't like managing. This is not, hey, you never get overstimulated. You never make mistakes. It's just you can be more aware uh, and kinder to yourself to be um, maybe the a more successful version of what you're shooting for with the goals you have whatever however you would as a person uh define that as um yeah i have just a heart for this group one because i'm in it but two because i feel like they just come in with so much pressure like i think you've said tiffany like the the reason or you know like this just like oh you know it's and it's it's like once they're able to get some of this tools and therapy, the space to just kind of learn their nervous system and what it looks like for them, man, it's just, they can make such progress very quickly. This isn't like a 10 years of therapy. This is like a four to six sessions. You can see people really kind of maybe have some new insight or some growth on some of this. Yeah. So kind of to like maybe answer any lingering questions that we have about what causes ADHD research hasn't actually been able to nail down a specific cause it appears to be a combination of causes including genetics environmental influences um other things such as gender family history prenatal risk physical differences in the brain can be involved like there's a lot of things that could contribute to an individual having adhd but as of now, there is no very specific nailed down reason mm. for what's causing that. Yeah. And I do think that's important to understand at a zoomed out level. I think I feel for the folks that are in it. It's like, that's good to know. But it's like, what do I do to get through the day? You know, or what do I do to stop flipping out on my kids? Or, you know, how do I like stay calm? And so um, 
I just, this is just a shameless plug. Like, you know, there is hope. There is hope in therapy. There could be hope in you doing like ways of letting out the energy or finding the way that works best for you and your schedule and your body. Um, but just, I would just say, don't, don't give up, you know, just because you maybe have not found the way of managing it. Uh, I would not throw in the towel and say that like, there's no way this can get better. Like there, it's just, you've probably not found the right recipe to managing what maybe your situation is. Yeah. And also like my hopes for like helping individuals recognize like they're like isn't a necessary place to like place blame. But just because there's not anything, one thing that you can blame, recognizing that like it's not necessarily something that you have to blame someone for or something for. Like you're just something somewhere went different and you process differently, which just makes you unique in your own way. Mm. Yeah, I think there. It's just it's a it's a journey, uh, it's a spectrum, and so I would just really encourage kindness for yourself as you explore this space. Um, I think my therapist friends and colleagues would want if you're a person that's maybe not in therapy or thinking about therapy is like, you know, just just reach out. There's no shame in being a teenager, an adult someone that's done therapy before and it didn't work or you did it as a kid and things are like there's no shame like there's no shame in finding the right fit um for yourself um and it was i think still is the case very misdiagnosed and underdiagnosed in women um and so there's just a huge shortage of there's this huge problem of folks that like showed up the same way and if you know if you happen to be male you get the diagnosis if you're female and say, oh, it, so uh, it's that's kind of a problem that we probably could go very more into. But just, yeah, just just being kind to yourself. There could be lots of reasons. Maybe you haven't formally found out. Um, but just to, it's OK to start wherever you're at on that journey. Yeah. And something else to kind of like throw out there for people to chew on and to think about. Um, when you have untreated, undiagnosed ADHD symptoms, mm. um, it can cause a lot of different differing um, effects, such as school struggles, trouble within friendships. Mm. Um, your relationship if between parent and child can become strained. Uh, mm. I've encountered parents that blame themselves because they can't effectively communicate with their child. And it's like, it's not necessarily your fault that they're processing things differently. We, you know, we have to take a different approach. So sometimes, you know, um, when you're dealing with something and we don't really have a name for it, but like it's impacting multiple aspects of your life, whether it be ADHD or not, it's important to take some time and reflect of like this aspect, this aspect, this aspect I'm struggling in, mm. like, is it? Is it really just me or is it something bigger that I just don't have a handle on? Mm. That's really profound. I had this really powerful memory of always feeling like an idiot when it came to school. And I mean, like, that's not a kind word, but like, that's how I felt. I was like, I can't study. I don't like, I, I'm my brain is turning blank. And like my therapist, as I was the therapist when I was in therapy doing this, they're like, you're not stupid you're you're overstimulated so of course you're not functioning with your full brain and some of you may be listening like that is the most basic thing someone could say but when I tell you that that was completely life-shattering changing for me to hear that 
um that's what i picture for maybe some of our i mean i don't that'd be great if i could impact every client in that way but just that's what i picture like you know just you may know you may know this stuff but to have that space for your it just it just hits different i guess you know when you're working with someone and have it and so that would be my hope that hopefully someone could maybe have their own kind of breakthrough or insight maybe in their own therapy session just to kind of uh move forward or that you find that growth in whichever way that would help you um because not everyone's going to come to therapy um yeah and and to to play off the complete opposite of your experience something that i learned mm. through personal growth therapy is that i have a problem with sitting like in the silence like my brain is like nope we're not gonna do this <laughs> like we're gonna like my brain doesn't like silence and like for me that was figuring out like oh like you you're avoiding a lot of things that your brain probably wants to be processing so like your brain does a lot of weird things to cope with Mm. um whatever it's processing through so like Mm. as i was hearing you talk about i was like i can i can see this happening but i kind of see the opposite happening of where i'm like oh like i want to read and my brain's like not reading we're gonna think about all these past things that you don't want to think about because it's a quiet (laughs) moment (laughs) oh (laughs) sorry i was like sure my therapist that call you i was just like i was just like wow this is hitting um which reminds me one of the worst tiktoks i've ever seen for mental health advice and i'm maybe we close on this i don't know but it was if you uh have if you like to go to bed with the TV on, you probably have disassociation symptoms. And it's like, or or you could have ADHD and want something to calm down to. It's like, it was so definitive, I promise. It, I I should say that it was what it was that definitive. I was like, if you if you ever watched TV to go to bed, I was like, it's it was like one of those bad infomercials, you know, like thing. It, I shouldn't laugh. I mean, I thought it was funny. Like, I'm not meaning to say what, but like to me, that that killed me. I was like, that is a very definitive statement for anyone that's on TikTok just that finds this video. Oh my god, what a time! Just a friendly reminder that bad information does exist out there in the world, guys. It it does. Hopefully, it's not this podcast, but you know, but I know I'm just teasing. Hopefully, I I think someone would tell us beforehand. Um, but um, we're really excited. Um, we're recording this in 2024, so we're kind of excited uh, that we have some themes for this this year. We have some topics we're going to really try to shoot to get into. Um, we'll probably launch them, but I just want to give Tiffany a shout out. She has planned a lot of this really well, and I appreciate energy and effort here to kind of go but um we're gonna have another um podcast on adhd to explore uh just even a bit more on some of this so if you're really into that we welcome you coming back with us for the next one and if you're like hey i'll tune in when it's something that i i I want more on totally cool no worries but we hope to hear from you with what your thoughts are yeah, so we are continuing with ADHD in our next one. My hopes and plans is to get a ADHD expert in here um, to answer some of those really hard questions that we necessarily might not be able to answer because it's not our specialty. Um, And just helping you guys feel a little bit more educated on ADHD and where to go and what to do with it. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Deciphering Growth. We hope you found our conversation helpful and insightful. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. 
Don't hesitate to contact us on social media if you have any questions or comments. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep growing. Thank you.